the idea behind a really good quiz is that it allows you to learn something about your audience because we, there is no other lead magnet that can not only give your audience something valuable, but give you something valuable in return. And that's the key with the quiz because... Welcome to the Business Ownership Podcast, brought to you by Awareness Strategies, helping you navigate the waters between entrepreneurship and ownership. Hey there, peeps. This is Michelle Nedelec, and I'm super glad that you're here with us today because I'm here with my most amazing guest, Kylie. Kylie, thank you so much for being here with us today. Thank you for having me. I'm excited to be here. Excellent. So give everybody the highlight of who you are and a quick introduction to your business. Sure. So I'm Kylie Lang, and my nickname is the Quiz Queen. I'll tell you about that in a moment. Um, I am a Brit living abroad, and I've lived on three continents now. So I've lived in Europe, obviously, uh, being a Brit, and America and Australia. And I'm now living in the beautiful southwest region of France. So that's who I am. What I do, I'm a quiz funnel strategist. So in layman's terms, that means I build quiz funnels for a living. I get to write the copy. I get to play with the tech. I get to be creative and come up with ideas. And I love what I do. It's an amazingly creative thing to do. And there's not many of us doing it either, which makes it even more fun. <laughs> I love it. So how did you get into quizzes as a thing? Well, that's the thing. I've been in business for, oh, Lord, I don't know, about 30 <laughs> Sorry, years. Sorry, did I just not trigger something? <laughs> <laughs> I just really went, how old? holy hell, I'm old. <laughs> I know that feeling. <laughs> Oh, dang. No. But I have had three businesses now. So I started life as an event manager, uh, did that for nearly 10 years, and then went on to start my own wedding academy. So I decided that I was going to take all that knowledge I had after 10 years and build an academy that taught people how to start their own wedding planning business. And that was the essence of it. And at the time, nobody was doing it. There was no such thing as e-learning that didn't exist. Um, so I had a very steep learning curve going from sending out <laughs> course material through Australia Post in a big A4 folder to learning how to do video content, social media, and all the other whiz-bang things that we do now. So that was 15 years ago um, when I first started the Academy, just to give you an idea. And it was around about 2016, the academy was just going great guns. We had no real competition, didn't really have to market myself. Enrollments just came in. Can you imagine that now? Right. Um, and then I know. <laughs> <laughs> and then in 2016, we realized that things were kind of plateauing a bit and we needed to do something. And apparently the something we needed to do was create a thing called a lead magnet. I didn't have a clue what that was. And I remember looking around and thinking, boring I don't want to send out a checklist or a pdf or an ebook or whatever and then something caught my eye and it was a quiz and I thought oh that could be cool what if I created a quiz to help people work out what their wedding planning talent was and that was it I literally created a quiz called what's your secret wedding planner talent what I didn't realize was I'd hit on something really big because within the first months we got something like 600 leads and I did nothing. I didn't promote it. I didn't put it on Facebook ads, nothing. And it went gangbusters. I thought, oh, something in this. 
And so I started to explore it a little bit more. I took lessons from um, a guy called Ryan Levesque, who is from the Ask Company. A lot of people will have heard of him. And he's also the granddaddy of the quiz funnel. So I learned from him, got mentored by him, and realized that actually I had a bit of a knack for doing quizzes because I'm a copywriter. I'd written lots of course material. The reason our courses were successful was because of the way I wrote them. They were not boring. They were storytelling. They were very different style to what you normally got in the grand scheme of things. Um, and then I decided to start making this transition because as much as I loved the Wedding Academy, after 10 years of running it, it had kind of lost its sparkle for me because it ran like a well-oiled machine. There was no challenge, there was no nothing. So I brought in a mini-me to run that business and I focused on doing quizzes. So by 2018, I'd launched myself as a quiz funnel strategist and I have not looked back. In fact, in November, I sold the academy in the end because um, I just, you know, it, it was the right thing to do, right time. Um, I was putting zero effort into it. Um, <laughs> so I sold that and I'm now literally just doing quizzes. So there you go. There's the backstory. <laughs> well, congratulations on selling your business. That's awesome. Yes. I mean, that's a whole story all of its own, being able to prepare your business so it's sellable. Um, because so many people, when they get to that point, look at it and think, yeah, I'm done. I'm just going to close it because it, they don't have an exit strategy. Um, I did have an exit strategy and I've been preparing it over five years with my mini me to a point where I knew she was going to buy it. So it was a smart <laughs> thing to do. Um, and I'd been there helping her with that transition for five years without her really realizing that's what I was doing. So it was <laughs> so a very good move. It is sneaky, but she's got a good deal. I got a good deal. We are still oh, friends. So that says a lot. <laughs> and it's all good. But, you know, that is an important lesson for anybody listening, really, is, you know, there does come a point in a business, even when it's really profitable, if you've fallen out of love with that business, and if you're like me, you need constant challenges in your life, then make sure you prepare yourself and give yourself that exit strategy. It doesn't happen overnight. It really doesn't. You've got to be prepared for it. I love so, that. And I don't yeah. think a lot of entrepreneurs realize especially the ones that love to have the challenges and love to have 26 things on the go that the the point where your business can run on its own is the ideal that is the nirvana but it's it is. boring for us <laughs> we don't like that. It's, it's like a double-edged sword isn't it because right? you think to yourself you're spending all this time to get to that point where you know it's running I can do what yeah. I want and then you get to that point you're like oh okay yeah. oh <laughs> right <Now what? laughs> And so, yeah, that was definitely the point I got to. But like I say, it did take me nearly five years to end up selling it. So it was there was a definite transition period yep. there. Um, and I had to be ready to let go too. It kind of felt like it defined me, which it didn't. But we go through this process. So what I'm saying is there is a process there that you have to go through to be able to do that. Absolutely. And in, in my experience, it is around five years from conception yeah, to... Unless Pretty it's a software it company and <laughs> there's other things on the go. But yeah, when it's your when it's your baby, it tends to take about five years. So just yeah. So that people you have, have to that, go through that grieving money. process yeah. and letting <laughs> go, even though you don't want it anymore. <laughs> exactly. So let's talk about the quizzes and and the fun part of them. Cause I think people kind of kind of sort of realize the fun part of them. And then there's the practical side of things that even when we're doing it, and yes, it's fun to know what kind of Disney princess we are 
in the end, it's like, well, how does this become useful moving forward and making decisions? Yeah. So, I mean, as you quite rightly said, quizzes are fun to take, but there's different types of quizzes. So the one you referred to there, the Disney princess, the <laughs> friend's character, the witch Harry Potter house am I in, they are fun quizzes. They get me every time. I want to know what Hogwarts <laughs> house I'm going to be in. So, you know, I, along with everybody else, love doing them. But those aren't the type of quizzes that we produce, create, or that are really going to do any good for your business. So the idea behind a really good quiz is that it allows you to learn something about your audience because with, there is no other lead magnet that can not only give your audience something valuable, but give you something valuable in return. And that's the key with the quiz because when you put together clever, well thought out questions that take your clients or leads on a journey of self-discovery, you also discover things about them that are gonna help you to sell more, to get more clients, to do more of what you do, to maybe do some market research, to find out you know, ways of promoting different types of products, et cetera. So when we create a quiz, the first thing I always ask my clients is not just about what pain points their audience have, but what would, if you knew something, how would it help you to sell more? So if you knew X, Y, Z, would it help you to sell more? So it's thinking about what they are missing, the information they would like to have in order to be able to get more leads, sell more of what they're doing, promote more of their services. So a quiz, when done well, has a way of giving you all that information, helping you segment your marketplace, helping you do very targeted, specific marketing, because you'll find within your audience, there's different people. You said to me, this podcast, you have lots of different people listening to this podcast. They're not all at the same stage of the game. Some of them are at the beginning, some of them are planning their exit strategy and then all those in between, which is fantastic. But each of them needs different things. The messaging you use for each of those different types of people are going to be different for where they are in their journey right now. And that's what a quiz can do. When you really think through those questions that you're asking, I mean, there's a lot more to it than just the questions, but if we look at the questions for the moment, then you can get all of that information and be very targeted with the marketing and the emails that you're sending out. You can talk to them where they are at in their journey rather than sending out this generic blurb that nobody really cares about anyway. It doesn't connect with them and it really doesn't do anything for you, your brand or the client. So that's the first stage of a quiz is to look at the, the, the whole and figure out how you can get that quiz to teach you more about your audience. So that in itself is very different from a Disney princess quiz. <laughs> yes, it is. So when it, when it comes to these businesses, are there any that are more primed for a quiz than others? Like are any more well positioned to go, oh, this is a fantastic quizzes in this arena work phenomenally well or is it no, kind of across the board not really I haven't yet come across a client that the quiz doesn't work for it's more about where you're at in your business to be totally honest with you so the only time a quiz won't work for you is when you don't know your audience and you don't have a tried and tested offer um you need those things in order to put the entire strategy together for a quiz so 
I work with, I've worked with coaches, obviously, that's a fairly straightforward one to do. Um, course creators, membership owners, all of those types of people, service providers. So for example, I last year worked with an interior designer um, as a service provider and the quiz worked perfectly for her. It was a quiz based around, are you ready to hire an interior designer? It wasn't about their style. She wasn't interested in that. She was getting to the root of the problem of her audience weren't quite sure whether or not they wanted to do some of it themselves, wholly hand it over to her. So the idea with the quiz was to find out whereabouts they were in that buying stage. Were they ready to work with the, um, an interior designer? So that's one example. I did a quiz last year for an opera singer, which was a oh. very different type of quiz. I did two for artists. Um, one of them was selling her art membership. The other one was actually selling her art. So we created four different collections for her. Um, and the quiz basically told them which collection was the best collection for them. So it was sort of pushing them into the sale. Um, so that was more of a sales quiz, so e-commerce quiz. So really, oh, mortgage broker, I've done one for a mortgage broker and an accountant, which are the more sort of not boring trades, but less likely to have a quiz, as you would imagine. Whereas with people like coaches, so I worked with a dating coach, a money mindset coach, um, certification coaches, like health and fitness, there's just so many different types of people. Oh, author. Um, I worked with an author last year who was launching a book. So we had the quiz funnel, which led directly into the sale of her book, um, which worked beautifully because obviously it's a it's a low priced product compared to you know selling a coaching program of two and a half grand for example so yeah that's fine very wide and varied (laughs) good because I perceive that doing one as an interior decorator like as a prospective client of an interior decorator would be more fun um because I perceive that as being kind of artistic and I I perceive that the artistic businesses have more fun quizzes than say the business ones and certainly in our case like with the tech one it's like oh kill me now I don't want to think about my tech let alone you know asking yeah. me four questions about my tech let alone 10 questions about my tech. yeah quite <laughs> so, <ooh. laughs> right <laughs> so how do you make those ones kind of fun for people to take in not like fun is such a um ambiguous word in this case but at least entertaining enough to go through 10 questions without giving them an aneurysm (laughs) well you give it character that's the whole point you know with a quiz like that for example with that quiz what we were trying to do was ascertain their personality were they a control freak when it came to budget you know and so we we painted a picture with the questions that would be really easy for them to go oh my god that's me that's me right there (laughs) and that's how you bring that type of quiz to life you use really fun introspective questions that are still creative but you can see that they are more personality based and they really still bring out that creativity and plus we used imagery a lot of imagery with that quiz as well so we had images of um various different befores and afters that we were using as part of the quiz question which really brought the whole thing to life as well so imagery played a big part in that one well that's fun and I was um I was doing something the other day and one of the the instructors said uh when we when our people go through our program we get them to draw a little 
graphic of how they felt before and how they felt after our program. And uh, that one kind of made me laugh as they were going through it. And I'm going, oh, I could do that <laughs> with this. And at least giving them some visuals. Like when you think about tech, do you feel like this? And just giving them four different, Absolutely. you know, silly pictures of you know, their brains. It's a lot less scary for people. Right? It's, it's, As opposed to going, what kind of technical software yeah, Exactly. <laughs> I mean, you want them, it's such a fine line with a quiz because you don't want them to think that it's just full of fluff and right. that, they're not going to get anything at the end of it because they're not going to give you the name and email address for that. So right. it has to make them feel like they're going on a journey mm -hmm. because if it doesn't, they won't do what you want them to do. But then there's that fine line of, we don't want to get too serious. Otherwise they're like, I don't want to answer this. This is no fun. A quiz is supposed to be fun. So <laughs> it has to, whenever I'm creating questions, I think of it a bit like a story arc. So when you're reading a book, Mm -hmm. You don't just get thrown into the meat of the plot. You get introduced to the characters, first of all. So the first couple of questions are, you know, feeling our way a little bit, introducing the whole concept of what they're doing. And then around the middle of it, we start to get a bit more down and dirty and ask a few heavier hitting questions. Then we take them to this climax and then slowly we bring them back down again. So much so that they think to themselves, I wish there was a sequel here. And then they give you their name and email address. So that's kind of my process that I think of when I'm writing questions to hopefully deal with that fine line. <laughs> nice. Well, and I can only but imagine it's a lot more fun going with you through that journey to try and figure out those questions and somebody banging their head against the wall trying to figure that out on their own. Oh, uh, questions kill people. <laughs> they just literally sit there and go, I can't do this. I don't like, know. It, just tell me. Calm down. It's fun. And funnily enough, actually, questions are the last thing you do. So mm -hmm. we actually leave those till last. They are not the first thing we do. They are the last piece of the puzzle. So actually, we spend a lot more time on the quiz results and the outcomes before we even think about the questions. So the quiz results are where your power lies, because that's where you're going to be giving value. You're going to be building an emotional connection with these people. You're going to be, you know, hopefully getting trust from them. You're going to make them aware. You're going to be, you give them empathy. You're going to give them quick wins, those action steps as well. So your quiz results have to do all of that and more. And that's where I spend a lot of my time. So I split my quiz results into about six or seven sections, dependent upon the client, dependent upon, you know, what they're offering. And I spend a lot of time getting one quiz result bang on so we've got the language right we've got the lengths right we've got you know we've created a formula in there for action steps so they feel like they've got that quick win and then once we've done that it's a lot easier then to reproduce that for the other quiz results but each quiz result we create is unique other than the last couple of sections I mean your bio and story is your bio and story we're not going to change that and usually the call to action at the end is the same but the first four or five sections are all unique to each quiz result so that it's really getting targeted and speaking to a specific pain point because when you create a quiz the whole idea is it's got to have a sexy hook if it's not got a sexy hook no one's going to take the damn thing no matter how great your questions are no matter how great your quiz results are that hook has to be there but the hook has to be asking a burning question that you know your audience has one they can't resist so that which is usually, you know, the big pain point and the big reason that your business exists in the first place. So the actual quiz, main quiz title is going to be fairly 
generic because in your audience, they'll be there for a reason. That reason is why your business exists. And then underneath there will be different reasons as to why that problem exists. So one I often use is visibility. Let's say you're a visibility coach. Well, the reason people don't like getting visible is going to be different. So it might be that one of them is too shy to go on camera. One of them doesn't know what to say. One of them has no content. They're all very different reasons, but they all sit under the one big umbrella of visibility. So then you have to come up with a clickable, curiosity-based hook that draws people in around that big question. And then when you've done that, a little bit of description underneath using some, you know, buzzwords and power words that you're going to discover you're going to reveal there's a secret you're going to learn you're going to you know you need to show a transformation of some kind that people are going to get after they've taken your quiz so there is a lot that goes into this it's a lot of it is psychology um and it's also being able from my perspective being able to step into the shoes of my client and become them almost. I need to talk like them. I need to think like them. I need to act like them. And I need to really understand their audience and the product or service that they're offering. So one of the reasons I can't work with too many clients is because I have to immerse myself so completely <laughs> in their business. I have to try and become an expert in 30 days, sort of, <laughs> in what they're doing. Um, otherwise, I can't write about it. How can you write about something you don't know? So you know, there is a lot of research that goes into this. There is a lot of getting to know them and their audience. And often my clients will come away with a much clearer view of the language their ideal clients are using because of the research that I undergo in order to be able to do the job. But the, co the copy is the key. If you don't have really good copy, then you're on a hiding to nothing. Because when people take a quiz, they're under that expectation that they're going to reveal something meaningful about themselves. You know, we, as humans, we have this thirst for self-knowledge. Um, and so that's where the curiosity comes in. If we think we're going to learn something about ourselves, it's going to make ourselves better in whatever shape or form that takes. There's the hook with the quiz. That's why a quiz works so well. It's the curiosity. It's that thirst for self-knowledge. It's, you know, revealing something new about myself. <laughs> right. I love it. So, does the title of the quiz have something to do with the hook or is that totally different? Oh, no, the, the title of the quiz is hook based. Is the, that is the hook. Yeah. Right. And can you call it a quiz or do you have to go incognito on that? <laughs> no, it really depends. I mean, people are pretty aware that they're about to take a quiz, but you want the big question to be really hard hitting. You know, like I said, with that wedding academy quiz, you know, what's your secret? What's your hidden wedding planner talent? That was it. And it just got people. They're like, I don't know. What is my, do I have a hidden wedding planning talent? I wonder. Ooh. And yeah, it was just a hook. It really was. <laughs> so that type of thing works really well. Asking questions works well. There's some that have just been done to death. You think, oh, here we go. Let's come up with something a little bit more you know, original. Um, but really what you're trying to do is not be too clever. Say what it does on the tin and make sure that it is something that is just going to hit your potential audience in between the eyes and get them to go, ah, I'm doing this. And they're in. Once you get to that point, then obviously it's the questions that take over from there. And is there, does this apply to business to business as well? Can you do a 
you know, an assessment on somebody's business or is that taking it too uh, far out of the game? It's not what we do with the normal quiz funnel. However, it's what we call a middle of funnel quiz. So quite often we will do a second quiz for a client and that goes deeper than the first quiz because obviously the person that has taken the original quiz if they've got to the point where they're reading your emails they're engaging with you then they've hit that middle of funnel level where they're willing to give you a bit more of their time they're willing to go a little bit deeper they know they've got a problem and they think they might quite like to talk to you about it and so that's when you can have more of an assessment style quiz which works really well um, and you can ask deeper questions you can actually um, work with a different tool that will allow you to write in your own answers rather than being given a selection of four multiple choice answers so yes you can absolutely use a quiz in that way but we wouldn't use it so much um, as a lead magnet unless again we did one for a career coach for women who were working their way up the executive ladder, so like C-suite and what have you. And that one was more of an assessment. That one gave them a score at the end of it. It scored them on three different levels. Um, So that was a little bit more that way. Um, But again, you have to be careful because the people don't know you at this point. They're cold audience. So they're not as willing to invest the time with you. If you want to go a little bit deeper, you need to hook them in in the first place with maybe a toned down version of that and then go deeper with them afterwards. Nice. Love it. And and I'm assuming that there would be a difference for... um, my brain just went six different directions, but let's start with the first question that came into my head was, is there a difference between men doing quizzes and women and or the decision maker versus the the person that goes out and does the research on the question? So it could be the designer. You know, I'm I'm going to assume that typically it's going to be the wife that would go out and want to um, do the interior decorating in their house and whether or not they're ready to make that decision or not. But in the end, what if she says her husband is kind of the ultimate decision maker? Does that come into play at all anywhere in that process? Or are you simply just working with, hey, where are you at? Usually, no. Usually, because when you try and do that, you're immediately speaking to two totally different types of people. Mm -hmm. Um, And as a quiz is very much about hooking into a certain emotion, you can't hook into both emotions. You can only hook into one. So our job usually with a quiz is to not just drive traffic, but drive potential leads. And with any quiz, there's always going to be our freebie hunters who are never going to be clients. But, you know, they might refer us, you never know. So you still treat them nicely. But that's just rule of thumb. There's always going to be people who take your quiz who are never, ever, 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 ever going to buy from you, no matter what you do. But the idea really is to appeal to the mass part of your audience who probably will become a client in one way, shape or form. Now with my interior designer, she had different levels of packages. So she had a, you know, what a coach would class as a strategy session where they would sit down for two hours on Zoom and come up with a plan for one room in their house. And then they'd go away and implement it. 
there's packages where it's just the design that they're doing and they're not actually overseeing the creation or the actual you know design process itself and then there's the full package now those are three different types of people and sometimes within the quiz what we found is people will dip their toe in the water with the design um it's not a power hour the design strategy session whatever you want to call it and then they go on to become a client after that when they realize just how much is involved but I did funnily enough have that conversation with Julia when we were talking about the quiz um, and I advised her what I've just told you we need to appeal to the person that's going to be drawn in in the first place and then it's up to you how well you teach her in order to be able to go and sell to her husband yeah. <laughs> I can see same that same old same old isn't it <laughs> some things just never change yeah totally good they that. really don't <laughs> awesome so what would you say is your favorite part of your business I love the creative part. I think for me, the most exciting part is when I get a new client and I just dive in and do all my research because I always come up with things that they've never thought of. Um, I give them different ways of looking at their business. So for example, I started on a new client yesterday and I realized as I was looking at this client's website that actually her website spoke to two totally different types of people. She wasn't aware of that at all until I pointed it out to her. Sometimes they can have these moments of, oh, my God, I never thought of it like that. Because you're somebody coming in from the outside and looking at things with a fresh pair of eyes. You're not emotionally invested in it, not in the way they are, because it's not your business. So you have a different perspective. And I think for me, that's one of my favorite parts. And then writing the quiz results, because each time they come out differently. And, yeah, there's a template that I kind of stick to. Um, but that's only to give me like the basis of what I know works well from a flow point of view. Mm-hmm. But how that looks in the end is totally different. Yeah. And then it is kind of nice seeing all my copy brought to life with an amazing design. I did work with one client once and it was amazing copy that I'd written, if I do say so myself. It was, but it was one of those where I wrote, I thought, oh, this is just shit hot. It's so good. And then they designed these quiz results pages and oh my god Michelle they were shocking like seriously horrible so I had this dilemma I was sat there thinking (laughs) you have just made my copy look like total crap I now can't promote this quiz because people will think I designed that when I didn't and so I thought right I can either tell them it's crap or I can just go forget it I thought, no, I'm not going to forget it because it's doing them an injustice apart from anything else. They've spent all this money on a quiz and the quiz looks horrid when you get to the results. So what I did was one of my web designers or my main web designer that I work with has produced a couple of different templates for me that are really nice. Um, So the template was already paid for. I said, look, if I bung you a couple of quid, will you just add in this client's colours? They weren't great colours, by the way. They were black and gold never a great mix anyway not with you know black websites I said can you just do something with it you know the way my writing goes you know how this flows so she did she mocked up a page for me and I presented it to the client I said look I said I tried to be really subtle I said black's never great when you've got lots of text I said I just wanted to show you another way of presenting this and they were like they were all over it 
absolutely yeah. loved it. So <laughs> thank God I was able to promote this quiz by sort of saying to them, you know, your design sucks, mate. We really need to sort this out. <laughs> um, but it's not a nice position to be in. So I don't even know how I started telling this story. But anyway, it's, you know, it is one of my, oh, that's right. It's one of my favourite parts of it when I see my quizzes come alive or not in that case. <laughs> but generally you see it and you're like, there's my copy that looks fab so yeah mm. sometimes I, I work with my own designer and sometimes it goes over to you know the designer who has done their website um, but usually anyone that's got their own designer has a pretty good website designer and they get it um, and I'll often have a conversation with them and say right um, we need to pull this text out we need to make sure this stands out and just to give them a bit of guidance but it is quite fun seeing everything you've spent however long working on just coming to life so it's probably like a scriptwriter seeing their film come to life on TV or, you know, the movies. You, you just get a buzz from it. It's, yeah, it's very good. <laughs> I love it. Now, you 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 pouring into the Cinderella story perfectly, so I didn't even have to ask you. So what are some <laughs> of the stumbling blocks that somebody might be having right now listening to this in their business going, oh, my God, Kylie, I need you so badly. What kind of struggles are they facing that they're not able to deal with? usually when people come to work with me there's several different things that are going on the first one is usually time because creating a quiz is the biggest lead magnet you will ever create in your entire life there are lots of moving parts um, and because of the amount of copy and the thought process and the research that goes into it I do this as a full-time job so usually time is something that people are struggling with they don't have enough time to dedicate to putting together a quiz funnel that's going to work. Mm -hmm. The second thing is usually strategy. They'll quite happily be able to come up with the first part of it. So they've thought about the whole driving traffic and maybe they're good copywriters and they can write it. But then there's the next bit. And like, well, now what do I do with it? They have no idea what to do with all that juicy data that they've just collected, how to use it, how to implement it into their CRM, what to do with it, how to do the email. So there's often a struggle there. And then usually the other thing is copywriting. <laughs> Most of my clients hate writing copy. They Some of them aren't too bad at it. It's not that. It's just for them, the sort of sitting down and writing all this stuff would just kill them and they won't do it it'll sit on their to-do list forever so that's um the sad thing and then the fourth and final thing is usually tech most people look at the tech and go are you having a laugh <laughs> i don't know how to do that um you know and that's something we do in our sleep i don't really do the tech anymore i have somebody that does it for me but Every now and again, if it's a really big client and I've come up with a new course concept that I've heard Active Campaign can now do, then I might dive in there and have a play because it's fun. Um, <laughs> but it's not fun for most people. So tech usually puts people off as well. That is awesome. So I know our listeners are going to want more from you. How do they start their journey with you? Come take my quiz. <laughs> because you need to know which quiz is best for your biz basically, which is the name. It's a lead generation quiz. So the quiz will tell you which quiz is right for you. And there's three potential quizzes. So there's a launch quiz, a sales quiz, and an evergreen quiz. Um, and dependent upon what your goals are, see, I'm already getting you thinking about goals and strategy, mm -hmm. will depend on what result you get. And once you've done that, that means you've come into my nurture campaign, you've come into my world, 
Um, and it will give you an idea of what a really good, well laid out, well thought out quiz looks like with the strategy behind it. So I always invite people to come and take my quiz first because then that brings you into my world and then you'll see all my various different things on the website and you can't miss it because it's, I'm an ABBA fan and there's ABBA references all throughout my quiz, all throughout my website. So yeah, kylielang.com forward slash quiz. Nice and easy. Nice. Love that. And we will, of course, have Kylie's links in the show notes. Peeps, so just scroll down and you will find it. Go ahead and click there. Continue listening to us, of course, and <laughs> go and take a quiz. <laughs> awesome. I love it. So Kylie, at what point in life did you know that you were special kind of crazy enough to think that you could become an entrepreneur? I probably from about um, the age of two. <laughs> I always knew that I didn't want to work in a nine to five job. Or I mean, I was a, I'm actually a classical musician. Um, that's what I started life off as. I went to the Royal College of Music in London, played violin and piano, did that pretty much from the age of three and then had this epiphany at the age of 19 where I went oh, I've never done anything else with my life ever um and I thought take a year out so I took a year out and never went back um but I have always been that sort of person um my mum and dad will tell you I was great at coming up with ideas and they always remind me of several times when Friends used to come over and we'd put on plays because my parents had this lounge with an amazing bay with these big curtains, perfect for a stage. Oh. I used to get them to make refreshments and then charge them to eat them. <laughs> if that's not an entrepreneur in the making, I don't know what is. <laughs> awesome. I can't say I've ever heard of anyone saying, okay, you go make it and they'll charge you down. <laughs> That yeah, awesome. they remind me of that on a regular basis. So yes, there's been plenty of other things like that, but I won't tell you the rest of them. It's probably the best one. <laughs> that was awesome. You have been absolutely awesome. Thank you so much. Any last words for our peeps? Yes, make sure that you create a quiz for your business. Even if you don't come to me, honestly, a quiz is such a valuable lead magnet because I think now especially since COVID, when we all had that time at home and we were spending all that time on the internet, we've all got so used to seeing, you know, download my checklist or, you know, get the top three things for blah, blah, blah. People don't want to do that anymore. They want something that's interactive and it will drive traffic. So take the time to have a look at what you could do, how you could do it. Um, ping me if you want some advice. I've got loads of information on my blog. Um, but seriously, if you can carve out the time to put together a high converting quiz and you'll be amazed at what it does. I love it. Thank you again so much for your time. I appreciate it. And I know how valuable it is. Thank you so much for having me. I have enjoyed every moment. Peeps, this is Michelle Nedelec. Thank you for being here with us today. Be sure to subscribe to the show and share it with your friends. We love helping entrepreneurs grow. Are you running a business over seven figures but still struggling with technology headaches? Pay attention. You do not want to miss this offer. This podcast episode is brought to you by Awareness Strategies, who is offering a custom-built digital adoption roadmap for anyone running a business over seven figures who's wanting to grow their business in the next five years. And it's not just a roadmap. They offer full implementation as well. If that scares the out of you, check out awarenessstrategies.com forward slash roadmap for more details today. The link's in the show's notes. Don't regret not doing this. Do it now. That's awarenessstrategies.com slash roadmap.